1: at you live from the hey yo studio hey, it's the fade route with d and Z. I am d. we've got a great show for you tonight the jets brass meet with aaron Rodgers in california the knicks end their nine game winning streak and pal gasol has his number retired but we'll begin today's show with Lamar Jackson getting franchise tagged by the Ravens. The former MVP was given the non-exclusive franchise tag, which allows him to speak with other teams. If another team gives him a better offer, the Ravens would have the chance to match that offer to retain Jackson. If they don't, they get two first-round picks. Mm, sounds amazing. <laughs> Z, do you think Jackson will find a suitor? And do you think he'll actually play under the franchise tag?
0: Well, how many teams have tripped over themselves already to say, we're out? Yeah, so odd, right? Well, it's yes very and odd. no. Yes and no. Like, it's not from this, from two standpoints. The Derek Carr standpoint, right? That The, guy. the narrative. The narrative of... Oh... I'm not gonna go with the Saints. No, I'm not gonna and then where does he end up going? right? He just didn't want to go on the Raiders terms. It was a deliciously petty move. <laughs> so I, I understand that I welcome the pettiness of Derek Carr. but you got guys out there that are tripping over themselves. the Raiders, the Panthers, the Falcons. Lamar Jackson is an immediate upgrade over anybody on that roster and they are like you know it's like a punt everybody's screaming peter 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 they're they're running away from the ball they're running away from the ball and this is too pronged, right the collusion allegation is out there right the teams are trying to reset the market in order to make it more favorable to them So, this is an orchestrated effort to do so. I mean, it makes sense. One team, okay. Four teams? Eh, eh, That's an eighth of the league. So, like, you start, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think there's enough there that you can say collusion. The other thing is that this is just, you know, this is just a reaction to Lamar Jackson's desire for a guaranteed contract. He wants a Deshaun Watson contract. Right? Deshaun Watson got that Jimmy Haslam money. He got that sweet Jimmy Haslam money from Cleveland. And I'm sorry, did Deshaun Watson win an MVP? I don't don't believe he did. I believe that's Lamar Jackson. So... Is Lamar Jackson more deserving of that than Deshaun Watson? I would say yes. He's 26. He's entering the prime of his career. Yes, he's had a couple of injuries that kind of nagged and impacted the last two seasons. But a 26-year-old quarterback who's won an MVP does not come into your lap very often. So this feels like hardball. This feels like collusion in order to market correct. And remember, who is Lamar Jackson's agent? Himself. Lamar Jackson. So it's one of those things that I think they're just trying to hardball this player into capitulating. And will he play under the franchise tag? I don't think he'll have a choice. Like, I really don't think he'll have a choice but to play under it, right? Look at... A guy like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins played under it twice and made himself a fuck ton of money.
1: Yes, but Kirk Cousins was a different kind of player. Kirk Cousins never won an MVP. And Kirk Cousins is not good on prime time. And there's a lot of things we could talk about, Kirk Cousins. I mean there's a lot of things you brought up that I'd wanna that I wanna dive into. And the first thing I'm gonna say is is like if you were Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. What would you do right now? Like, are you calling teams? What's your pitch? How are you pitching yourself? Or are you gonna be? Or are you just gonna go sit down and go sign that franchise tender?
0: I'm calling specific teams, and I'm saying, "Look at your quarterback room. Look at me. Look at my MVP. I'll be waiting for your return call." So that's, you know. That's Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is kind of holding up the market because of the trade, right? Derek Carr. Well, we
1: thought so. We yeah. thought, we thought so. But Derek dude. Carr was like, I think Derek Carr's agent's like, yo, you need to sign that contract. No, we're going Here, to the NFC, we're going to the NFC South. You're not going to the New York Jets. We're not. We're getting out of the AFC because they make you look bad.
0: He went to, <laughs> the, dude. He went to the Jets for a free meal. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That New Orleans yeah. deal was done that that new orleans deal was done i am convinced that he had the meeting with ownership and with coach dennis allen and said you know you don't want to take a pay cut we understand you want you don't want to take a pay cut we also don't want to give assets to trade for you so we're going to wait for you to get cut and then we're going to sign you to the deal we want a little handshake bob's your uncle under the deal under the table deal I re- I'm convinced that you know he. It's coincidental that he ended up in the lone place that was willing to trade for him. That seems a little.
1: It was the seem- best. It was the best place for him and his talent.
0: Maybe the case, but I would still take James Winston over him. That's um, me. That's yeah, me. yeah. So, me
1: too. Yeah, me too. But I'm just saying that's the best place for him and his talent. Totally. But you know, the, the only thing I would say is I I have to assume. Issue is guaranteed money With Lamar mm-hmm. And the whole thing I think He needs to look at and Is that Quarterbacks that are 25 years old And that are signing Their contracts <laughs> Are getting all of the money In their contract Like that's the only problem I have With this situation Is that he's young enough where he's going to see the life of his contract and get all the money in his contract, whether it's 180 million guaranteed, 150 million. The guaranteed money isn't really, to me, the biggest problem. It's like it's not like you're 30 years old, 31 years old. You don't know if you know what your next move is going to be. It's like, dude, you're 25, 26. You consider yourself a top five quarterback. You're going to make all the money in your contract. There is no other place. You got John Harbaugh. They built this offense around you. So if you're hung up on guaranteed, then I don't think you should be. And if you're just trying to set the market like Deshaun Watson set the market, if you're trying to look out for the next quarterback or the next guy, I get that. I'm not going to argue with you that. If that's your prerogative, fine. But – if you're worried about getting all the money in your contract and getting all that guaranteed money, I, I don't think that's really the problem. You know, I don't think he should be worried about something like that. But if I'm him, I'm definitely not signing. I am not <laughs> signing a franchise tag and I'm not playing under a one year deal. No fucking way. And you talked about you know, you get on the phone with teams, dude. There are so many teams to call. And there's so many teams that should be willing. To give him the offer, all you have to do is give him the offer, and it's up to the Ravens to match it. You know what I'm saying? Because how how could the Dolphins not be interested, right? How could how could the Pittsburgh Steelers not be interested, right? That's in division. How could the Tennessee Titans not be like it, like you could literally. You don't worry about losing your number one pick. You could flip Tannehill, man. You can flip Tannehill. You're telling me the Texans, the Texans, who have the number two pick, this isn't of interest to you, man? So I'm all on board with collusion being at play here, which what do you, there's nothing you can really do about that. Falcons, what are you guys thinking? This is, this is a no-brainer for you. 49ers?
0: That is the one that I'm looking at. If I'm like, Lamar Jackson, that's the team I'm looking to go to. Like,
1: guys, th- I'm the guy. I am the guy for this offense. Like, you don't me, McCaffrey, Kittle. Come on, just, yeah, but just I, draws I, our name in the NFC Championship game.
0: At the same time, though, you have to look from afar, right? If we do it. We're like, fuck. Their QBs get hurt all the time. Sure. The Niners and the Dolphins. The, the system they play, and yeah. who gets hurt all the time? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, now, maybe sure. the Colts. Maybe the Colts. That offensive line isn't terrible.
1: So, the only problem with the Colts, right, is like, I feel like Ursa is like a good old boy. Like, he's one of those guys that, you know, they're they're. Well, I think all the owners are talking to each other. Like, yo, don't give this dude $200 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, I can totally see him being like, yeah, I'm not doing it. But I I feel like John Lynch and Kyle Shannon are be like, well, we could add Lamar Jackson, and we still have two quarterbacks on this team that we could trade to get back picks that we lose. Right. You we know, still so, have
0: you still have Trey Lance. What about Green Bay? Just wait. Yeah, see, Just wait. I, think,
1: I do think Green Bay is like we're ready to go with Jordan Love. Like we're ready we're gonna do the whole Aaron Rodgers thing that we did like 10 years ago we're ready we're gonna we're gonna see with what we have and and uh, but yeah it's it's not how about the buccaneers man like the Buccaneers, you just lost Tom Brady your starting quarterback right now is trash you don't have a top 10 pick this is these are not hard decisions to make to at least give him the offer give the offer you don't know what's gonna happen. But to say that there are five teams right now that are not pursuing him at all—come on, man. that's just that's that's that I don't that I can't believe.
0: Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies, but you know what's better than a brownie—a delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic OB to Dutch apple to campfire s'mores and many more check out their website sweetlifebrowniecode.com for their Friday brownie drops at noon their site goes live and you see what they're making since you're there become a site member and earn points you earn 50 points just by signing up Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at Life Brownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com. Give them a call 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SuiteLifeBrownieCo.com 845-641-3043 Suite Life brownie Co Because there's always room for a brownie.
1: But we talk about a guy who's, you know, they're they're not pursuing. But then there is your guy, your your quarterback for the next few years, Mr. Daniel Jones. The New York Giants were able to get a new deal done with their quarterback, the 160 mil, I believe, over the next four years. And the Giants also tag Saquon Barkley, so there are two pillars are set but see should the Giants still draft a quarterback.
0: (laughs) So what what needs to happen?
1: (laughs) What needs to I want to hear what needs to happen.
0: So what needs to happen because I'm still not sold on Daniel Jones. Like you can say say whatever you want, I'm still not sold on him. Like one good year, right? One good year does not erase what we've seen from him.
1: He's also making more per year than Patrick Mahomes. Just That's so, insane. Just to put that in perspective.
0: That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. The guy who, uh, who just won a thing we like to call the Super Bowl. For the I, second I, time. For the second time. A, a, a guy who won a thing we like to call the Super Bowl MVP.
1: And the regular season MVP. I believe he got that twice too.
0: Yeah. So he is making less money than Daniel Jones. A guy that we still don't know if he's any good or not. I'm just checking. I'm, I'm just, I'm tracking and I'm making sure that I understand the assignment. Yes, his, per- his completion percentage went up to 67% last year. That's lovely. I know Butts keeps talking about it. Like wh- when we get him some weapons, when we get him some weapons, I just, I don't know. Like it's very risky. $40 million. Per year, for a question mark, is very rich. It's very rich, and it scares the shit out of you. Alright? He's... He's got talent, but is he an everyday in-and-out starter? We're going to find out. Unfortunately, it's a very lucrative gamble for the Giants. Saquon Barkley, one-year franchise tag, had to do it. Had to. Right. He proved that he was healthy last year. It's exactly what you needed out of him. So you're moving forward, right? You want to... I'm not saying you take a quarterback in the first round. I'm not saying you go get the kick from Kentucky. I'm not saying you trade up and get Anthony Richardson. I'm saying you monitor, right? Somebody falls to you in the fourth round, you take it. Somebody falls to you like Brock Purdy does, right? You take He's a guy, you're taking a guy that's filling a roster spot that might compete for a job. He might compete for the backup. Like, he'll push to get on the roster. But I don't think it's necessary, I don't think it's mandatory that you take a quarterback. You're still evaluating what this guy is. You do need to get him a receiver, I know that there's a receiver from USC that they're high, they're high on. We'll see, we will see about that. But I am targeting a veteran backup quarterback. Like I want a veteran in this camp, and I want specifically want this veteran. I want Case Keenum on this roster. Oh, the the, the, the future New York Jet, Case Keenum, who knows Dable's offense. Who can practically coach Dable's offense? Who was behind Josh Allen when Josh Allen took off? He's the conduit. He's the extension of Gable, right? I think that will further the maturation process of Daniel Jones. And if this kid is any good, like that will that'll take him over the top. That is who I would target in free agency and then draft a draft a quarterback to round out my room.
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem I have with this deal is I just don't know if another team would have offered Daniel Jones' deal. That's the issue I have. Mm, no. Like, who were the Giants competing against? That's the only thing I have. It's just like, why not... Why not draft a guy? Like, what what's the problem? Like, what are the aspirations for the New York Giants next season? I mean, what what's uh, they they think by signing Daniel Jones and franchising Saquon Barkley? Like, they're gonna go to the Super Bowl? I mean, last year I feel like was an outlier. You know, it was the first year cable system. It was the first year everybody's getting to see this NFC East in general was like kind of awkward, right? Because almost all the teams in that division made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a scenario like that again, okay? Like the Eagles are flexing their muscles. You got to imagine Dallas is going to be better, and other and other teams are going to be better. I, I just. I I don't know another team that would have given him $94 million guaranteed at signing. $82 million over the first two years. $35 million more than incentives. $160 million for four years. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Like, he's Daniel Jones. Like, I think up until last year, he still had, like, even more interceptions than touchdowns, they were like about even. I mean, to me, this is a reach for the New York Giants. It doesn't really do anything. Dable's not going anywhere. Shine's not going. Like these guys aren't going anywhere. But um, I would, I would, it would behoove them to get a quarterback in the third round or the fourth round because this is not real.
0: I mean, we don't know if it's real. He's still only in his fourth year. He's going to go but into his fifth year. But how could you spend
1: this much money on something you don't know if it's real? One hundred and sixty million dollars to me says you know it's real, right? The deal that Derek Carr got, the hundred—I think he got a hundred and he got a hundred million guaranteed. I want to say he got a hundred and fifty million. Like New Orleans knows what they're getting in him, right? They're like, okay, yeah, we should go from seven games to ten games in this division, in this climate. That would mean this worked, right? But uh, you're going to tell me that the Giants, you know for a fact, that they're going to get the same Daniel Jones and be better next year? Or he's going to be better than next year? If they're saying that, then they're full of shit.
0: (laughs) They're banking on maturation. They're banking to. on the, the banking on the fact that he cut down on his interceptions this year, so it went from and he's been cutting down on his picks.
1: Oh, well, that's what it was. He had as many turnovers as touchdowns, or like it was like two two, two turnovers less uh, he had than touchdowns, something crazy like that at before last. Heading into this last season, yeah.
0: Well, the fumble thing is still an issue, right? Like, he still needs to work on ball security for that. He's been sacked a lot. Right? He's been sacked 150 times. That's not good. So he needs to work on getting rid of the ball, faster decision making, faster processing. And if he needs to tuck and run, tuck and run, because he's got the wheels. But you kind of from a quarterback standpoint, the completion percentage is going up. The picks are going down. Right? He went 12 to 10 to 7 to 5. If he can stay on this trajectory and they get a wide out or two, and this guy Hodgins, and this guy James, if they continue to be the level of players that they were last year, like the Giants could be on to something pretty quickly. You go from nine, this is how you incremental work, incremental process. You go nine, six, right? You go ten five, you go 11-4, you can make this work. The cap is working is going to work against the Eagles eventually, right? Jalen Hurts is eventually going to have to get paid. Everybody else on that team is going to have to get paid. The Eagles are going to fall apart. The Cowboys are already falling Rosenhouse, apart.
1: House, but they're... How is his name? Howie Rosen, he knows what he's doing, dude. He knows how to manage that team. He's been doing
0: it for a long time. I'm not gonna fall apart. He needs to he needs to pay his quarterback. He will. He's do why is he doing this? He's doing this because he can. Because he has the money, he's not paying his quarterback. What happened to the Seahawks once they paid Russ? They went down the toilet. Well,
1: they made this the what mistake. they made the mistake of paying Russ, so.
0: But they still had to pay him. They were successful. They were successful because they had a cheap quarterback.
1: But the other but let see that's not a fair comparison because Russ was not the reason why they won their games. The Legion of Boom was the reason why they won their games. In 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 Philadelphia, the reason why they're winning their games is cuz Jalen Hurts accounts for 90% of their fucking offense. Like their defense is good, but he scored four touchdowns in the freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> like he's there. he's that good. He's their guy. I don't I don't think it's think it's a fair I think Harry Roseman, Roseman will come up with a scenario that he'll be able to pay his quarterback and keep his receiver and his tight end. He's already said he's done with the running backs. He's not paying Miles Sanders. They're ready to move on there. You know, he's a smart GM. He knows what he's doing. I trust him over the new guys in the Giants organization. But
0: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're talking about quarterback market, right? Daniel Jones got paid 160 right? And we don't know if he's any good. Jalen Hurts, we can say, is good, right? Yeah. He's getting yeah. Lamar Jackson money. He's going to get Deshaun Watson money. He's going to get more. In event, these guys got to get paid, man. Like, you got to pay oh, everybody. Gonna, you got to pay everybody.
1: He's definitely going to reset the market, for sure, but rightfully so. I don't know if this was
0: rightfully so, but... At what, at what cost is what I'm saying? At what cost to your team? Right. Something has to get.
1: Yes, true. But I, mean, I think the Eagles will work it out. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because... Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Popstars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist, all you need is balloons currently servicing westchester putnam new york city and connecticut to find westchester pop stars search for them on instagram facebook or google but let's let's round up this quarterback carousel with mr aaron radges reports are that robert sala joe douglas and Woody johnson Flew to the coast to meet with the veteran quarterback in an effort to woo him to the New York Jets. Packers said, "Go ahead, (laughs) give it your best shot. Uh, If you're Aaron Rodgers, what do the Jets need to say to you to convince you to come to New York?"
0: Pat McAfee's going to have an office in Florham Park. (laughs) Uh, He's going to have thirty percent ownership in the team. Like I I don't know. Like there's really.
1: Joe Douglas has to lose fifty pounds. (laughs) Uh, Robert Robert
0: Sala has to get uh, plugs, hair plugs.
1: Woody Johnson has to sit in the darkness for a week. Uh, Yeah, Robert Sala has to grow out his hair.
0: Uh, Zach Wilson used to stay away from, or no, actually, Aaron Rodgers hates his mom. Zach Wilson used to go call Aaron Rodgers' mom. Like I I don't know what. Aaron Rodgers is going to ask for, right? You shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you're in the stars. But I don't know. He's 39 I was that, years old. Yeah. He's 39. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that's bothering me. I can send two picks to the Ravens and get a 26-year-old quarterback. Right.
1: right. <laughs> yes. See. Yes. Exactly what I've been saying. Now that he signed that, now that that they they've given him that tender, that is a hundred percent the way they should be going. It's not even a question anymore. You can't get the quarterback drafting right. You can give up two first and get this guy today. I don't see. I, I'm missing. But to go back to the question that we originally asked: If I'm Aaron Rodgers and I got these three clowns sitting in front of me, when we're on the beach got no shirt on I, what I would say to them is okay guys if you don't sign me what are you going to do and if they're able to give a scenario of what they're going to do if they don't sign me then I won't sign with them if they were to say listen we're putting all our eggs in your basket we don't really have a plan B we flew here we're hoping that we can make this pitch and make this work. We think we're a quarterback away. You're the guy. If they said something along those lines, it'd be like, "Okay, I'll come to I'll come sign with you." But if they already have a backup plan and it includes Zach Wilson in or <laughs> in some way, shape, or form, like you guys are in denial, and I'll be just, I think I'm gonna go back to. Green. <laughs> that's that's how I play. Or I wait for the Raiders to
0: call. I mean, that's the thing. Like, they went and they got the boy Hackett. He's supposed to be the Rogers whisperer. So, like, what is, what is he going to do? What talking is he going to do? How is he going to inform Sala, Douglas, and Woody? Because he's the guy that they brought in hoping that, like, okay, we got his guy. We got his boy. He's going to come to us because he's comfortable. But I just—he's a thin-skinned, rabbit-eared, egomaniac. (laughs) I mean, to put it bluntly, like that's what it is. That's that's who Aaron Rodgers is. Like I'm sure, like he's going to rail on us just for saying that. But whatever. I mean, this is not the market for him. Like, we can see it. A lot of people can see it. The Jets have the blinders on. Have those green blinders on. And they think they're a quarterback away. Now, they are a competent quarterback away from contention. They are. They are. Because Miami? Cute. But it's not going to last, especially if Tua's not the guy, right? They think Tua's no, the guy, no, if he's it, not the guy.
1: It's not. It's, it, the problem is is there's so much uncertainty with Tua, right? Uh-huh. There's just so much uns- like He's literally two concussions away from never playing football again.
0: He's Troy Aikman. He's no, Troy Aikman.
1: No, he's not. He's no, Troy Aikman.
0: Troy Aikman got his brain scrambled eight times.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, but I, I would—I'm not giving him that much resolve yet. I mean, uh, Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer, in three Super Bowls, and I don't, I don't know if two is
0: that. And their brains are both scrambled eggs. <laughs> You're scrambling. So <laughs> you know, this is not going to last. If I get a competent quarterback on this roster. I'm already in second place.
1: Oh, so second. you're trying to you're trying to pit you're trying to say Miami needs to get in
0: this. I'm saying Miami needs to get in this, and the Jets need to get in this because you're competing for second behind Buffalo. With second place in this division comes a playoff spot. So if I get in, I got a shot. That's what I'm saying. So if I am Joe Douglas, if I'm Woody Johnson, if I'm Robert Sala, I am saying to Aaron Rodgers. We're we're in this. We're in this with you. We are in the AFC title game. We're trying to sell him on that, the oh, potential. Okay. You're oh, trying right. to sell him sell him on the potential, right? You sell him on the Garrett Wilson. You sell him on the Corey Davis. You sell him on, you know, Sauce Gardner. You sell him on DJ Reed. You tell you sell him on that defense. Mm-hmm. You sell him on Brees Hall with two good knees. Look at your look at the roster you currently have in Green Bay. Now look at this roster Who's on the comp? Is it
1: that much different though dude is it really like if you go pound for pound You're gonna really say that the Jets had a better roster last year than the Green Bay Packers You wouldn't take the Packers receivers over the Jets receivers. No You wouldn't take Aaron Jones over Brees Hall
0: No Aaron Jones and his fumble problems, no. I would not.
1: You wouldn't take the NFC North over the AFC East.
0: The NFC North is a little bit more unstable. Yes. Right. Now, I would argue that. But if I'm looking at the if I'm looking at the forecast, right? If I'm yeah. if I'm projecting, right? The Vikings are still going to be on top the Lions have already passed me. The Lions have already passed me. And if the Chicago Bears ever got Justin Fields some help, they're going to pass me too. They traded away my best receiver. These guys, I can't get on the same page as them. I go to the Jets. I have a foundation with the defense. I have... Skill position players. Mm. They I have an offensive line that was invested in. All I have to do is stay behind it. Zach Wilson's problem stem from the fact that he doesn't stay behind his offensive line. Do you so,
1: think do you think the fact that Brett Favre did this same thing a little over ten years ago would hinder his idea of going to the
0: Jets? <laughs> um it possibly could because Aaron Rodgers notoriously holds grudges. And I'm not sure that he and Brett are on the uh, best of speaking terms. And it's derivative. It would be a derivative move. It would be the exact... He already... He already treated Jordan Love like shit. He already treated Jordan Love the same way Brett Favre treated him. Yeah. Right? So... He has become the monster that he didn't want to become.
1: Because the other problem is, is if you're going to the, the NFC is the wild, wild west, man. Like anything can happen in the NFC, all right. When you go into the AFC, you got to beat Herbert, Burrow, Holmes, and Allen. You got to beat those guys. You're going to have to face at least three of those guys to get
0: to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't know. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season three merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men, and women. That's FCKClout.com.
1: But let's switch gears. Let's switch to the hardwood. The New York Knicks were red hot. Uh, they They won nine straight. Unfortunately, they lost last night, but they did beat the Celtics twice during their nine game winning streak. Z, is it time for us to take the Knicks seriously?
0: Well, I think it's important that you recognize that the New York Knicks aren't going anywhere, right? It's not a cute little story and it's not something... It's not like Sanity, where it is, you know, a flare-up. The way they play basketball, right? And the talent they have on this roster, it's a force to be reckoned with. Now... There were 11 games over 500. They knocked off the Celtics twice, once in double overtime, which is impressive. They knocked off the Heat with Julius Randle 3 with less than a second left. This is a team, under Tibbs, that plays hard every night, will not give up, and will give good teams fits. Right, the Char- excuse me—the Charlotte thing is an outlier. The Charlotte thing is an outlier. All streaks are bound to come to an end. Right, they're, we're not talking about the Bulls. We're not talking about the Warriors. The Knicks aren't that talented, but they have a good core. Right, a healthy Brunson makes it better. But quickly, they're holding on to him and they're being rewarded for it. They went and got Josh Hart. Josh Hart is playing is paying dividends. Yes. R.J. Barrett, Huge. I don't know. R.J. Barrett, eh, still not sold. Obi Toppin is buried on this team. Yes. But whatever. Like, you know, like he was... We weren't sure what he was coming out of college because he was a dunk machine. So, it is what it is. If Obi Toppin can become anything great, if not... Like it's you know, it's gonna be a good rotational bench player. Julius Randle Julius Randle is Julius Randle. Now, is he gonna be the guy who couldn't wait to get out of town or is he the guy from his first year who is a superstar? Don't know. But as a complimentary cog in this wheel, fine. My issue is the same issue that Tom Thibodeau has had his his entire coaching career. Mm -hmm. Pedal to the metal all the time. When's this team going to run out of gas? When, not if, when? Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the issue I have. Um, (laughs) I think it's fine for now. But when you look at the teams that they're going to have to beat, I mean, yeah, it's cute that they beat Boston times during the streak, but I mean, are they going to be able to beat Boston in a seven-game series? I mean, I I can't see that happening. Are they going to be able to beat Milwaukee in a seven-game series? I can't see that happening. And I I think they beat Philadelphia during this um, this winning streak, too. Are they going to be able to beat Philadelphia in seven games? The problem is with the Knicks... Is like you said, it's the load management. They don't do that. Like I believe Julius Randle leads the league in minutes played. Um, and He's not... To me, he's not the best playoff performer. Now, could they beat the Heat? Yeah, they could beat Brooklyn, sure. Cleveland, I think, would be a challenge. But I think if they went to seven games, they got a shot. They got better coaching. Hawks has always been a problem for them. But if... They're, they're not going to beat the
0: top three teams in the league in a seven game series. Well, define success, right? This team is still evolving.
1: Dude, success is winning championships. Is going to the champ? That's that success.
0: For a that's, team that has not sniffed a championship since 1999, that's, that doesn't matter. None of that, the yes, Toronto it Raptors does.
1: Came out of nowhere and won a championship. That wasn't built up. They got Kawhi Leonard and. They won the championship. These clowns went, up, went out and paid all this money for Jalen Brunson, who was probably the best free agent pickup this year, right? So go get it, man. In a year where things are in flux in the East, you had the Brooklyn Nets lose all of their players. Yeah, that's success. Like, I'm not one of these guys that's going to – you got that – that the problem. You got that Met fan – Perception going
0: on. No, like, I have a logical, sustained success, success.
1: is winning championships, not finishing uh, fifth in the East and then getting bounced out of the first round by success, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Success
0: is not winning a championship and not being heard from for 20 years. Like, that's not it. You want to be in the mix, you want to get in the discussion, you have to build a team. This team has been dog shit forever. How do you get relevant? You first got to get in the playoffs. You're in. All right? You want to stay relevant? Win a series. This team can win a series. This yeah. team can beat the Cavaliers. Yes. I agree. Right? They can. Are they as good in over seven games as Boston? Probably not. Yeah. Are they as good as Philly? Maybe. They could possibly catch Philly. Because ta- we are talking about James Harden here.
1: Philly's deep, though, man. Philly's deep. Like I don't like Philly, but they're deep, man. Maxi coming off, coming off the bench. Duke ball.
0: But and that's Joel, something. Uh,
1: Joel and Joel Embiid. There isn't a player on the Knicks that can guard Joel Embiid. He's getting thirty and fifteen. Like that's the problem is they don't, they don't match up well once you start playing elite teams. Like who the fuck is guarding Giannis, man? Like who is gonna guard Giannis? And and I'll take it even even fur- further. Who's g- who's gonna guard? Uh, who's gonna guard Robin? Who's gonna who's gonna guard the second best player on that team? Like they don't have it. They don't. They they match up well against like teams like the Heat, teams like the Cavs. Yeah, sure. But when push comes to shove, when you're playing playing elite talent, so so you're saying they finished fifth. They beat the Cavs, they lose in the second round, you're like, man, that was a successful season.
0: It is a success. Consider you have to consider where this franchise has been. Right? This is not the Warriors. But, and look at where the Warriors came from. The so, Warriors okay. were a joke so,
1: for years. So the Mets, the Mets get all the way to the the NFC championship game or the National League Championship game, they lose successful season.
0: You're building on what has happened in is the past. Is a
1: successful
0: season? Yes, it will be a successful, successful season. Now, here's why. <laughs> this team, right, you're building up su- sustained success. This is the goal. You're trying to be in it every year. It's not like the NFL. The worst team stays down forever in the NBA. The worst oh. team...
1: No, that's not true. Come on. I'm sorry.
0: Go, for, go find a Detroit Piston fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm calling bullshit on that. Call a Detroit Piston fan. Call an Orlando Magic fan. Yeah, but why
1: Yeah, but why? But why are they down, right? Let's look at why those teams are down. Actually, Orlando is going to be on the rise. They actually drafted pretty well this past year. Their, their draft pick is going to turn out to be. Bring them up. They're gonna be, they're gonna be competent in two years. Detroit missed on their draft picks, awfully, awfully. Like they, they're off, terrible, terrible. I think their number one draft pick is even playing this year. He got hurt. Like it all depends on how you draft and how you run your organization. San Antonio, if they get Wembenana, they're gonna be in the playoffs in two years. <laughs> and that's a team that's been down what for two or three years.
0: Houston is going to get Wimba Banyama. Look, at the, the... But Look at the Clippers. Look at the Clippers.
1: Look at how bad the Clippers were and the Clippers have been relevant for the last 10 years since Lob City they've been relevant.
0: Uh. Uh-huh. Exactly. You just proved my point for me. They're constantly in it. How many championships do they want? 0. How well, many I'm finals not, have they been to? 0.
1: They're not a success. They're not a success story, but they're they're relevant like you said. Like, to me, if the Clippers lost in, the, in the, the, the championship game, if they lost in the Western Conference Finals, that's a failure. It's a failure. You have Kawhi Leonard. You got Paul George. You had John Wall. Now you have Russell Westbrook. Like, if you lose, it's a failure. You know what's a success? The Nuggets. If the Nuggets were to get to the championship with Jokic and Jamal Murray, yes, that's a success. That's successful. But come on, man. Like... You're the New York Knicks. You saw you just paid top dollar. You got the best free agent on your team. If you, it's it's championship or bust, man. Because what if you if you do, then then what happens, right? Is you're setting the standard too high in your situation in your scenario. Because in your scenario, you're saying, okay, we lost in the first, we we got out of the first round, we lost in the second round. Now this year, the coming into the next year. What, it, what the goal has to be getting to the champ, the, the, the Eastern conference finals, right?
0: Absolutely. And you build, and, your and that's, that's going to
1: be impossible. That's not going to be possible because now you, you're not going to get the draft pick that you probably need. You don't have any money. You don't have any cap space because of Jalen Brunson. So you can't get any free agents. So you're going to go back down. The worst thing you could do in the NBA is be in the middle. The worst thing you could be in the NBA is be a four five or six seed. Because in the four, five, or six seed, you're not good enough to draft, get a good draft pick, and you're not bad, be- and you and you're not gonna ever make headway against the better teams. That's the fact. You gonna tell me I'm wrong about that?
0: Yeah. Look at the Philadelphia 76ers. How many number one picks did they stockpile, and what did they want? Goddamn nothing. So
1: well, the- well, that ah, well, hold on. No, oh, no, no, no. That that is all. That was all. That whole um. You know we're gonna tank to trust try to get a trust the process thing that's a completely different story that's a completely different story because what they did was a waste of time and a waste of talent so i that, that i don't condone that i'm just trying to say like when you're in the middle it's hard for you to rise above you know that's all i'm trying to say like
0: but here's the it, thing yeah. in the middle you're closer to the top than you're in the bottom And it takes one guy to say, I want to go here. It takes one guy to say, I want to go here. Say what you will about Kevin Durant. And we've said a lot about Kevin Durant. He he identified that Brooklyn was on the come up. And he said, I want to go here. The problem is he brought his traveling freak show with him. (laughs) If he came by himself, Brooklyn would have been in an Eastern Conference final. That team, Dinwiddie and... Um Joe it, Harris. Joe Harris and Jared Allen. That team around Kevin Durant would have been much better. They Joe would have been Harris much better off. Yeah. Now, the Knicks, I'm not saying the Knicks are one player away from a championship. I'm saying they're one player one player away from ascending to that next level. And that is what you need to do for a team that has not won since 1973. A team that has not won since 1973, or has not been to a final since 1999. Yeah, they, not, you, you can't argue that this is not successful. They
1: at least got to a finals. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to cry about the New York Knicks. They put themselves in the position there. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air care technician they service the westchester and northern bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs just give them a call at 914-315-1547 again that's 914-315-1547 or shoot them an email at air technicians at gmail.com these guys are the real deal as they are veteran owned licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that D&Z sent you. But, um, let's move on to celebrating. Let's celebrate Pau Gasol. his <laughs> number retired yesterday. So it's going to hang in the rafters with Kobe, Shaq, Kareem, and Magic. Hmm. Which one of these things is not the does Paul Gasol's number deserve to hang in the rafters with the all-time greats of the Lakers?
0: No. Yeah. No.
1: No, no,
0: no, 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 It's not even that tough. You know, Pau, ah! Gasol, Pau Gasol's a very good player, but the guys that you mentioned are transcendental, right? <laughs> yeah. they, they, like, a guy like Jerry West, he's the fucking logo. You know, like, Kareem. Shaq, the, you you still say Paul Gasol, right? You still say both names. The guys that we're talking about, they're they're one guy. They're they're one. They're share. They're Madonna. They're legends. Pal Gasol was a nice player that fit in well after Shaq left. That kept the train running. I don't necessarily put him on the. I don't put him on but the see, upper echelon.
1: But, but see, he was a four-time NBA All Star.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we all know about the NBA All-Star game. So, you know, that, that's nice. That's cute. That, that's all wonderful. He was a two-time champ as well. So that's that's nice. He won the rookie of the year. That's wonderful. But if you look he's if you look at him over the course of his Laker career, he was always second filled. Which is fine. Yeah, he played. He's he on. Played. He's down like James Worthy. Like he's fine. James Worthy's fine. I I think that's that's fine. But he's not Shaq. He's not Kobe. He's not Magic. He's not Kareem. Like there are levels to this, and I don't think Pat. I don't think Paul Gasol is on that level. Well,
1: the, the issue. Yeah, I mean, I think James has James Worthy has I think three championships too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's I, I had different feelings about this, especially when we talked about this in the production meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, my, at first glance, I was like, no. Like, <laughs> this is just kind of embarrassing for POW. Like, I mean, come on here. Little Chamberlain themes up there, man. <laughs> like, uh, and then I, I watched the highlight reel for POW. And I was like, man, I don't remember you being that good. Um, I actually remember Phil Jackson complaining about how not aggressive you were. That's all I really remember about Pau Gasol was Phil Jackson couldn't stand him in certain situations because he just wasn't aggressive. Like he just. um, I think he's respected by a lot of people in the league, and he's respected by a lot of people that played against him. But I mean, if Pau's up there, does that mean Rick Fox is going up there uh-huh. does that mean Lamar Odom's going up there uh-huh. like who else? who else is going up there um, it's I mean it's good for pal because he gets to see his name with these upper echelon players but I mean come on you got, you got Elgin Baylor here 11 time 11 time in a all-star third in points first in, um, thir- third in th- third in assists like Yikes.
0: Uh, I mean, compare it, right? But let's compare it. You have the Yankees, right? But the equivalent, the baseball equivalent of the Lakers is the Yankees. I think we can... Okay. So, that would be... You know, you have Monument Park. You have the legends of Yankee lore. And then you put in Randy Velarde. (laughs) No offense to Randy Velarde. But... I think he would be thrilled. Exactly. You they're going to retire 18? That's fantastic. Thank you. What? It's wonderful. This is What's fantastic.
1: your name? Is <laughs> that with a V?
0: But that's exactly what it is. Like, there are so many names that have put on that jersey. And there are so many. But then you're like, where does it stop? Is it, does it, is it Rick Fox? I mean, eventually... Is you know, like, is, is Lonzo Ball gonna get it? Like, well, what's gonna happen here? Because well, like, because eventually you're gonna get to that. You're gonna get to those Lakers, the LeBron Lakers.
1: Did he did he play the majority of his his, his games with the Lakers? Do you know?
0: Um, it's roughly half and half between oh, wow. Memphis okay. and the Lakers. Very close.
1: Yeah, I was about to say yeah, because I, I thought he spent a lot of time with another team. I'm pretty sure
0: he did, actually. Yeah, so seven years with Memphis, seven years with the Lakers.
1: Shit. Yeah. Uh, is Memphis going to retire his jersey?
0: See, I would I would argue that he made more of an impact with Memphis than he did with the Lakers. Because he was the guy in Memphis. Yeah. Oh,
1: wow. He played for Chicago and San Antonio, too. Jeez, He didn't
0: even, he didn't even retire a Laker. Oh. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> he, he played three games with the, the Bucks back in 2018, 2019. Yeah, so, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is a, it's a hard pass for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Cal Gasol was very good. He's probably going into the Hall of Fame just for what his, he did internationally. Not just... Not including what, you know, not just what he did in the NBA. Because he did have an international career before here. So, you know, he's eventually going to get into the Hall of Fame, but... Like there's so many other guys. There's so they're, many. they're literally putting in his bio
1: like how many times he won Player of the Week. That's how they don't have enough stuff to talk about it. That they have to talk about how he was Western Conference Player of the Week seven times.
0: You're right, and I, I don't know. I'm just waiting for the the day that they retired Dwight Howard's number. Yeah. Like, that's gonna be that's gonna be a great day. Yeah,
1: Gary Gary Payton.
0: Oh oh god. Carmelo. Yeah. So Steve Nash. Steve Nash like come on now like we're we're really really... it's
1: really just because of the organization right see it's just because of who else is up there that's the problem it's just like it it, you you picked the wrong organization to play for you're a four time all star fucking Shaq was a 15 time all star but that's the thing yeah
0: those are the those guys cast enormous shadows right the, the, the shadows are enormous. Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Shaq. Of course, of course, Paul Gasol is going to be a nice player.
1: I mean, Jamal Wilkes, his number's retired. He only made three NBA All-Star teams, but he has three championships. Yeah, he
0: was is Nick Van Exel going to be up there? Like, come on now. I mean, I, I mean it's very it's a cute story. Palgasol's Gasol's a very good player. I don't think he deserves that. Now, what, if they had something akin to Dallas's Ring of Honor, put your name up there, and then the jersey keeps going, I'm fine with that. I, I like the NFL idea of a Ring of Honor. I'm fine with that. I mean, you got a roof on the building. Put the guy's name on the roof. Like, put the, you know, have a whole, like, thing, a whole mural on the ceiling of everybody who's ever played on the Lakers, from George Mikan to LeBron, like everybody, like do the do your autographs, do just put their autographs up on the on the roof. That's fine, I'm good with that. But I don't know, like retiring the number, it seems a little a little far fetched for me in this case. Fair or foul, judging the more messed up. Moments of the Week. All right, boys and girls, we have a statement, and it's either fair or foul. Fair or foul number one, the Seattle Seahawks should draft a quarterback at number five.
1: I don't know if they should draft one at number f- I think it depends on who's there. <coughs> it depends on who's there. There's no disrespect to Geno Smith, Geno is going to ball out this year. He signed a deal where it's player friendly and it's team friendly. Um, but if you have a chance to get Bryce Young, if you have a chance to get the Richardson kid from Florida. Take a shot at it. Why not? You know, just to develop him and let him sit and learn. And he could be potentially the future. Geno Smith, I think he's 31, 32 years old. So I'm going to say it's fair.
0: I think it's fair as well from this standpoint. How many years has Geno Smith been in the NFL? Nine. Nine, ten. This is entering his tenth year. How many years has he been good? One. And he got paid off of it. Right? This is almost like... This is almost... going around. (laughs) This is almost akin to when Matt Flynn played one good game and got all that money. He did a little bit more than Matt Flynn and got paid ironically enough, also by the sequel. But, if you look at the draft order, right, Chicago, unless they move that pick, they're not taking the quarterback. Houston, they're almost certain, almost certain to take Bryce Young. Now, you're left with three three and four. Cardinals believe in Kyler Murray, or so they said. Could somebody leapfrog and try and get up to three Because they think that Richardson will be gone. Because Richardson is the guy that people are really high on right now. Mr. Combine Warrior, long jump, broad jump, the whole thing. What that has to do with the NFL, I don't know. But it's impressive. If you feel that somebody is going to jump ahead of you, right? If you feel like somebody's going to... like take your guy, then you're going to have to make the move if he falls to you. I, I don't know if you go. I mean, you just invested in Geno Smith. It, this was more, this is as much of a head scratcher as the Daniel Jones thing. If you're at five, right, what do you really need if you're the Seahawks? You have Kenneth Walker. You have a pretty good core of wideouts. You're not going to take a tight end at number five. I mean, you could, but why? I mean, you can use a stud defensive player. I mean, you're the Seahawks. Like, you can always use a stud defensive player. It's within the realm of possibility that you can get a good quarterback who can push Geno Smith and keep this train rolling. So I think it's absolutely fair. It's absolutely fair that Seattle does their due diligence, and you know it doesn't hurt to it doesn't hurt to answer the phone either, right? They were in the playoffs this year. You trade back, you now have some additional assets, and you can make your team even deeper. So it's fair. I think it's absolutely fair if you're if you're there, because. After the top four are gone, you're looking at what? Hooker, McKee, Hall, Stetson Bennett, who's 26. Like, are you really... You're not going to draft a 26-year-old. You just paid a 32-year-old. So, I think it's fair, and you kind of kick the tires and see what comes up. Fair or foul number two. the The Saints should expect Derek Carr to win at least 10 games in 2023.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fair. We're going from 7 to 10 in that weak division, and that's what basically you're signing him for. You're trying to become a playoff team. Um, I wish Michael Thomas is gone. I'm not sure what's going to go. Kamara, he's going to prison. And so, yeah, yeah, I'd say it's fair.
0: Uh, I mean, you have to go into this with the best intentions, right? I mean, that's why you bring in Derek Carr. You don't bring him in to just kind of hold serve. Like, you think that you're ready to go, especially with that defense. Right? That defense plays. It's there. Now, what you get from Michael Thomas, what you get from Alvin Kamara, at this point, it's great. If you get anything at all. I think if you're Dennis Allen, and if you're the GM, you're banking on Chris Olave being the guy, and you're banking on the fact that Derek Carr will do enough and the defense will keep the other team off the board right that's what's been lacking more often than not on Derek Carr teams right it's always been one side or the other or they both suck so the Saints are banking on keeping it close and it's possible he definitely can Derek Carr definitely can do that but he also needs to make sure that he is not cutting down. He's cutting down on those gut wrenching, soul crushing picks and turnovers. And he's got to be there at the end. So at least 10. I think 10 is like right at 10, depending on what they do this year and how they revamp this roster. 10's the goal. If you can shoot up and do more in that division, sure why not but as presently constituted they're the second best team even without a even without a quarterback i would still take the the bucks ahead of them as presently constituted but a couple more tweaks at least 10 is within the realm of possibility fair or foul number 3 Adam Silver has not addressed the John Morant situation. I
1: think it's a bad look. I mean, we're in a country where gun violence is a serious problem. The NBA wants to get out in front of social justice and being impactful in communities all over the United States and you have a top five player brandishing. Guns in a club and putting that on a live social media feed. And he got nothing. Nah, I think it's a bad look for Mr.
0: Sober. I think it's pretty foul, especially since there seems to be a spiral, right? There seems to be a pattern of behavior that's coming around with Mr. Morant. You had the incident with the Pacers security guard where allegedly a you had a uh, a sniper rifle or some kind of scope being pointed at him and then you have the incident with the 17 year old that got the shit beat out of him the head of security in the mall who got the shit beat out of him and now brandishing allegedly, allegedly brandishing a firearm. The state of Colorado did not find any evidence that supported that but allegedly brandishing a firearm on IG Live. That's not worth at least a meeting? I, I find that very interesting, that that's not worth at least a meeting. But... And what do we expect from Adam Silver, right? He's feckless. He is a feckless commissioner. The players run that league. The players run that league. And it's going to continue to be the case. He doesn't put his foot there. He does not... I mean, he stands... On the social issues, he's been great. Right? Got Donald Sterling out. There's a greater social awareness. And the NBA has become a beacon for social justice and its voice, the the voice of the athletes have been amplified, but at what cost? Stuff like this, right? The Kyrie Irving anti-Semitism video. Like these things add up and six games, self-imposed by the team is not enough because according to CBA, this and this was negotiated. You carry a gun into the facility or onto the plane, that's fifty games. That's the Agent Zero. Rule. That's the Gilbert that was Gilbert Arenas' contribution to the NBA. So I think that Mr. Silver needs to look long and hard about what he's doing. Because. It's just a bad look, and it casts a negative connotation on the lead.
1: Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road, and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. Really care about what's under your hood.
0: The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. Alright, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes we put up a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ and you vote and you vote and you vote and you vote and the winner of said vote gets a shout out on this year's show and the coveted ass trophy and do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy last week D? I don't it was John Morant that guy how about that we were just talking about you oh John you did not have a good week hopefully that six game vacation is giving you some time to think but that was last week This is this week. Who are your nominees for alleged superstar of the week, D?
1: First up, I got Grant Williams from the Boston Celtics. Tie game, 0.8 seconds left. Grant Williams was fouled, and he needed to hit one of two free throws. On the way to the foul line, Grant Williams told Donovan Mitchell, I'm going to make both of them. Not only did Grant Williams miss both of them, but the Celtics also lost the game in overtime. Mm. So, Grant Williams, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, Adam Silver. For not coming out and talking about the John Morant situation. John Morant was brandishing in a gun in a nightclub and he put the live feed on Instagram. And kids follow you. Kids look up to you. We've got a gun problem, in America. Adam Silver, you gotta do better, man. Do better. Adam Silver, you are my lead superstar of the week. And last but not least is Jim Boeheim in Syracuse Orange. Syracuse was knocked out of the ACC tournament in the second round today, and they will likely not be invited to the NCAA tournament. What a way to end a 47 year career with a second round loss to Wake in the ACC Championship. Jim Bayheim, Syracuse Orange, you are my legend superstars of the week. Zeke, what do you got?
0: All fair. All very fair. I'm going to start with, and hear me out on this, Kendrick Perkins. Wow what a heated exchange you've been having not only with J.J. Reddick,
1: I hate that guy
0: (laughs) but also Charles Barkley both sides coming out against Perk saying that he's a clout chaser and he's using his platform for clickbait particularly in regards to the NFL MVP and how white voters vote for white players and there's a reason why Nikola Jokic is probably going to win a third straight MVP. Not because he's a good player and not because he's a deserving player but because of that. There's plenty of evidence to the contrary. There's also plenty of evidence to the contrary that Nikola Jokic doesn't pad his stats. Another allegation made by Perk. Kendrick Perkins, you know not of what you speak it sounds like. But don't let that get in the way. Kendrick Perkins, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Major League Baseball umps still not getting this right. How are you getting the balls from the ball boy and not stopping the pitch clock? How can the pitcher and the hitter be ready if you're not ready to call the pitch because you are getting the balls from the ball boy. Huh? I, I Am I taking crazy pills? Like It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Major League Baseball umps, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, Frankie Montez coming out I wasn't 100% when the Yankees got me okay so did you tell anybody no instead you tried to push through and justify trade being traded for it. right quote direct quote according to MajorLeagueBaseball.com I was trying to push through. I got traded to a new team, and I wanted to show what I could do. Things didn't go the way I was expecting. Well, no shit, Frankie. One and three with a 6.35 ERA. You push through all right, because now you're having shoulder surgery and you're probably going to be done for a while. Speak up. Closed mouths. Don't get fed. Frankie Montas, you are my alleged superstar of the week. We've said our piece. Go to our Twitter page at @fadeRouteDNZ and vote. And vote, and vote, and vote. And for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. grill masters, green thumbers, home repair heroes, and DIY aficionados in the Richmond, Virginia area. If you're looking for personal service quality products and a convenient shopping experience, look no further than Thacker Ace Hardware in Colonial Heights, Virginia. Owner Don Rackley and his team of local experts have everything you need to tackle all of your home projects. I'm talking paints by Benjamin Moore and Clark in Kensington, power tools by Craftsman and Milwaukee, electrical, plumbing, Hardware, and let's not miss the grill. Weber, Big Green Egg, Traeger, Blackstone, top shelf amazing. And for all you Green Thumbers, their nursery department is fantastic. Give them a call today, 804-766-4223, or stop by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights. That's 804-766-4223, or... Swing by, 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights. Thacker Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Order up. Our Major League Baseball season preview continues as we order up.
1: Order up, order up.
0: This week, we are ordering up the National League Central from 5 to 1, who you got, D? All
1: right. I mean, first off, I'm going to start with the Reds. It's just not enough there. bottle's 39. Somehow he's going to make the Hall of Fame. I understand that. And we got Young pitching. Um, but it's just, just not enough there to ascend. Um, number four, we got the Pirates. The rotation is just god-awful. Bridge Hill. And, uh, Vince Velasquez. Yeah. Pirates, the Pirates don't spend money. The Pirates are going nowhere. Um, number two might surprise you. I think I am, I got, I got the Brewers in this spot. Um, I think Corbin Burns, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded at some point. I think he's upset with his arbitration with the team. Um, Christian Yelich is just not that guy, man. He's just he's a 15 home run guy, and that's it. Um, and Luke wait come on, he's not gonna do much. Uh, yeah, so I got I got the Brewers coming in third. Number two, I, I think it's the Cubs. I liked what they did this off season. They got Dansby Swanson. They got Cody Bellinger on a prove me deal, kind of like hey, you know you want to get money, you gotta play good this year. Ian Happ has turned out to be a stud. Uh, Suzuki's a good hitter. They went and got Trey Mancini. I like, I love Hosmer. Always been a fan of him. Tucker, Tucker Bar- Barnhart. I think they got a decent team, enough to finish in second. I don't know if it's good enough for a playoff spot. Definitely in second. And the class of the NSL, NL Central is—it's the Cardinals, man. Um, all I got to say is Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. I don't know how the Yankees missed on both of these guys. I mean, this is all I need to say. I think Goldschmidt won the MVP last year, and Arenado finished right behind him. It's a fluke that they got bounced out in the playoffs early. And John and Jack Flaherty just hasn't been the guy he's needed to be. They're really just missing pitching, but I do believe that they'll, they're going to be good
0: this year. Great choices. All great choices. It's hard to disagree with the Reds. Right? It's really hard to disagree with the Reds. Now, like Tyler Stevenson appears to be legit. India appears to be the guy. Joey Votto's 39. You mentioned that. Like, what's he going to get? They're high on Spencer Steer. I don't know. Like... What are you going to get from Senzel? What are you going to get from Will Myers? What are you going to get from Jake Fraley? I and mean, these are the guys, these are the fringe guys that are going to fill out your lineup. And I haven't even touched on the rotation yet. What rotation? Luke Weaver? All right, he'll be decent. He's a number four, maybe. Who else? Hunter Green, Hunter Green throws hard. That's about it. I don't know if Hunter Green's any good. They're high on him. That doesn't mean anything. Justin Dunn. They already gave up on him, right? As part of the Luis Castillo trade there, the Mariners already sent him packing after he got sent packing from the Mets. And he's hurt. What are you getting here? What are you getting? I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Number four. I'm going to have to agree with you. I think it's the Pirates. Like, they have some young players. Again, the rotation. They got guys, so they can flip them. They got guys to trade. Vince Velasquez, Rich Hill... You got guys that you're going to flip at the deadline because you know you're not going to be any good. Maybe a guy like Austin Hedges gets moved because you're going to want a defensive replacement. G Man Choi, like maybe he gets moved at the deadline, but you gotta like the one two of Hayes and Cruz. But they need more. Like is Brian Reynolds going to get traded? Like Brian Reynolds has been rumored to get traded for a while now. Whether it was the Yankees, whether it was the Mariners. Like shit or get off the pot time with with that. And then once you get past those guys, there's not a lot of there there. There's not a lot of there there. But there is, <laughs> there is a little bit more in Pittsburgh than in Cincinnati. Third place, I like the Cubs. They're solid. The Cubs are solid. For me, it's the pitching. What are you getting from Stroman? What are you getting from Tyone? Well, I know what I'm, I know what we're getting from Stroman. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to tell you what I know. Like I know, but do we know? Like the Royal Week. <laughs> what are you getting from J-Mo Tyone? Like big money acquisitions. What are you getting from Michael Fulmer? Was he gonna be like, is he gonna be the the guy that he looked to be in Detroit? Or is he gonna be like is he gonna be a lights out reliever or is he gonna be somewhere in between? We're gonna see. There's a lot of question marks. What's Kyle Hendricks Kyle Hendricks's situation? What's his status? The pitching is kind of offensively. They're there. You mentioned Barnhart. They still have Yon Gomes, right? Horner, Hosmer, Madrigal, Rios, Mallory Pugh's husband. <laughs> I loved. Oh, you should have heard. Oh my God, I was watching. I was watching the women's national team with the, my fiance, and they mentioned how Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson taught Mallory Pugh how to win (laughs) excuse me (laughs) I'm sorry the US women's national team has won more than Dansby Swanson can ever imagine so let's pump the brakes on that let's pump the brakes my question mark with the the offense is what are you going to get from Cody Bellinger the other guys they're going to be pretty good but Cody Bellinger is going to have to be the pick to click number two on the strength of that rotation for now I'm taking the Brewers now a pissed off Corbin Burns he may turn this into a very lucrative deal for him moving forward or it can totally blow up and he could be a Yankee by May. <laughs> they can go one of two ways so extreme Right. It's, <laughs> I'm banking on the fact that he's going to channel it and he's going to do very well uh, you know, he and Woodruff are a good one to punch. I do like William Contreras on this team. I think he's going to show that he's not Wilson's little brother. I think he's gonna show that he's a player. And there's plenty plenty along this roster that makes me think that they're gonna be good, right? Telez is there, he's pretty good. Brasso is good off the bench. They brought in Brian Anderson. Willie Adamas is there. You still have some guys. Now, they're not gonna have Tyrone Taylor to start the year. They need they're very thin in the outfield. They have Jesse Winker and Yelich, but Yelich is not Yelich anymore. They may need to go and get an outfielder. Maybe two. But there's enough there to hold off the rest of the division. And like you mentioned, the class of the division. Is the St. Louis Cardinals and their man Jordan Montgomery, Stephen Matz, Dakota Hudson, Jordan Hicks? Know. Come on now! Like, yes, Jack Flaherty has not been who they want, but Steve, Steve
1: Matz has neither. was <laughs> five four two ERA. And he's always hurt. I he's know met, those former Mats are just off.
0: But you still have forty one year old Adam Wainwright going. Yeah. You they still have enough on this team will they miss Yadi Molina not with Wilson Contreras behind the plate like that was a coup that was a coup you took you hurt the Cubs and you brought in a stud catcher that's a hell of a job that's a hell of a job by Moselech and then you've already said it Arenado Goldschmidt if Young can figure out how to hit again the Young's not bad. Edmonds, Tommy Edmond is good. You have the immortal Lars Nuthbar, who's playing for Team Japan in the World uh, Baseball Classic. Now batting for Team Japan, Lars Nuthbar. sounds like something you get at IKEA. But Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, these this team is loaded. This team is loaded, and I, I think that they will only get better and they aren't afraid to add they're not they're not traditionally a free agency team right they're a growth and development team that makes smart trades now in the future like who knows gonna who's going to be available maybe a certain a certain outfielder slash DH slash pitcher that would be very interesting that would be very interesting I'm just saying but St. Louis, they're going to be around because that's the Cardinal way.
1: This has been the Fade Route, D and Z. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. So until next time, stay faded, everyone.
0: Time for us to run the Go Route, but we'll talk to you next week. <music>